Hey guys, this is DP0427. Hey, this is Hate Mail. This is Kage. And we are WROL Broadcast, here to bring you the first episode of the Gorilla Podcast. Uh, unfortunately, Ogre and Doom couldn't make it today, uh, and since the holidays are a busy time, we don't really fault them for that. But anyways, the show must go on. So, the idea behind this show is that it's going to be our one live show at the end of each month to sort of wrap things up. We basically go over what's been going on in-game, in the community, and other interesting DCL or DC-related content. Um, and of course, we'll have a brief Q&A session at the end where uh, pretty much anything goes. So if you guys want to join um, and feel free to ask us any questions during the show live uh, here on Discord, feel free to just uh, write it in chat. Um, otherwise, for future episodes, you can um, submit questions through YouTube, Reddit, um, other forms of social media like Twitter that we're on. Um, and uh, if you're a patron, obviously, uh, patrons have priority uh, answers for their questions when we go live. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into the topics. So, the first topic uh, for this show is December characters. What did you guys think of December characters? So, uh, hey, why don't you go for go first? I actually like both characters more than I expected. I thought Worm was going to be pretty bad. And granted, he kind of I, I nicknamed him the poor man's wonder girl. But he does bring a little bit more to the table than I originally thought. But he's one of those characters that almost needs to be Legendary 5 before he's worth using. Um, I mean, you could get by with less, but you really want his entire kit for him to be effective. And his biggest thing is that he purges, which I know we have a lot of purgers. But he also gives the shields, which helps a plethora of characters. And the biggest thing, though, is that his constant attacks, especially when you're facing him, which are really annoying, is that he constantly silences. And while silence isn't the best skill, especially if you're facing like an Entrocitus team, against certain teams, characters use other abilities that does, does make him useful. And he's a fun character. So he's a little better than expected. His damage is pitifully low. <laughs> but when he crits on his basic attack, when if he's casting it in between like every turn, when you're doing 4,000 damage, it actually adds up a little better. So I I think I wish they would have given him just a hair more damage so he would have been a viable alternative to some of the stronger mystics that we have. But overall, he's not a bad character. Mm-hmm. Black Mant, on the other hand, I do find him to be a very good character. He's probably one of the best, if not the best bleeder that is out now. Mm-hmm. The heal immunity is super useful, and you can just stack up the bleeds like crazy. My only complaint for him is I actually wish he was slower because... He goes before the characters that you have to deal with Harley Quinn, Magister, and every now and again she'll double crit and kill him. Cool. All right. Well, before we get into or get him so low that he dies, you know, from a whip or whatever. Cool. Well, before before we get into the rework characters, uh, Kage, what do you think about the two new characters? Uh, I don't actually have Orm geared. I have messed with him some, um, but I don't have anything to uh, really contribute to that. But Having faced him in Siege, I can tell you that I was actually scared of facing him in Siege because a lot of, like Hate says, a lot of characters, uh, more than you think, rely on their second and third abilities. And so Silence would actually uh, knock you out of the game. So he was actually a priority target for me to kill in Siege. In Wraith, I think that's going to be a different story. A lot of people are going to be using the medic characters, and the medic characters have strong basics. Uh, but if you're not in high PvP and you're just casually playing for fun, Orm's going to be a fun character. Um, he's going to be 
he's actually giving me on the map for me to gear. I don't know when I'll have him geared up fully, but um, he's on the radar. He's on the radar for me. Uh-huh. Uh, Black Manta, and just like he said, really good bleeder. And yeah, I remember in Siege, he'd go before Steppenwolf, uh, before I could get the hit chance of him. So then I wouldn't be able to cast the boom tube in time for him to attack and then he'll miss and then it would just mess my whole strategy up so but overall he's a really fun character i've been using him um and he's he's good he's good uh i don't think he's a must-have but he's really fun cool so i really wish uh ogre was here to talk about black manta because he would probably be the expert to, to really shed light on it but if you guys haven't already, go check out his Reddit post. I think he did an insight and discussion on him already. So uh, if you want more in-depth analysis on him, uh, definitely check that out. But uh, like Kage... I, I think Ogre is actually going to do a, a, a series on our YouTube channel okay. that he goes into him a little deeper. He just hasn't had time yet because he, okay. he got stuck working seven days a week through the holidays. Yeah, so It's his holiday gift to himself. And one other thing I wanted to mention real quick, too, was that... The um, I know some of you complained about some of the content we've been putting out because it's been very, very short and just one of us typically. Um, that is mainly due to the holidays. We probably need to get back on a more regular release schedule. We, with the news thing that we set up, the goal wasn't to have um, content coming out on specific dates and times, but when new characters drop, new things appear, we want to do a little bit deeper coverage. I've just been pumping out something quick that hasn't been high quality just so we had something out. But going forward, we should um, all be able to have more, a couple of us get together and put together some content that you're more used to seeing. So hopefully we'll have that with the new characters starting next week. Right. So the idea behind it is mainly like flash news. Like I did a flash thing about financial news and uh, we just put out stuff whenever we think it's relevant um, and within a day or two because obviously it's not easy to record something and edit it and have it out in audio and video form within like the day it breaks, right? So uh, just kind of bear with us there too. But like like I said, you know, the holidays are a busy time. But um, back to the two new characters, uh, like Kage, I haven't geared out really Orm. I'm in the process of gearing him out. I'm at like year seven, six or seven. I'm just slow gearing him. And I think that I had him pegged as sort of like a blue uh, castaway green arrow type of character or even Red Robin's uh, style of character where he gets a lot of free uh, out-of-turn attacks. And the fact that his free out-of-turn attacks gets paired with silence, he kind of has this uh, interesting play with characters like um, uh, Clayface and uh, Princess of the Mascara and so on and so forth. The idea behind him, he's just a nuisance, uh, like sort of a pest that he'll shut you down, but he's not really, like, uh, doing a ton of damage to you, but he's, you know, sort of cutting you uh, slowly until you die. But uh, we'll see, you know, maybe he'll have a place somewhere. But I think he needs to really have a build around for him to be really good. Um, and I don't really have um, any insights on Black Manta yet, as I'm, I'm also starting in the process of gearing him, and I'm further behind on him than I am on Orm. So, But um, with that, what do you guys think about the reworks, uh, Aquaman and Mira? Uh, let's talk about Aquaman first, I guess. Uh, Kage, what do you think? Uh, he seems to be pretty controversial of a rework because uh-huh. they took out the bleeds on his basic and a lot of people really liked that on his kit just so he could self-enable himself. Um, I can see that argument 
Um, if they would have taken out the bleeds on the basic, I, uh, it is I can, can be frustrating to not have bleeds for four turns. So I wish they would have lowered the cooldown at least on his uh, his bleed attack. But I think he's a Aquaman's a fun character. I've always had, I've always wanted to have him geared out, and now, now I do have him geared. Um, the debuff immunity on his leadership procs more often than you think, and it's useful against uh, first turn bleed ears like Manta or first turn stunners like uh, Hal Jordan or Donna Troy. If you run into them in PvP and your debuff immunity happens to have procced, um, you're in a good spot. But overall, I like him. Uh, Mira, she, the changes they made to her made her a better character, but it didn't make her more viable just because of certain characters out there who uh, who can really mess you up because of her uh, new passive and being able to 100% of the time proc those men's on AoE attacks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. So, hey, what do you think about uh, Aquaman and Mira? I'm actually in the camp of I'm very happy they took the bleeds out of his basic because you almost always open with his three, which is his stun and bleed, and he plays his bleeds. So then on the next turn, assuming you're not casting his um, crit immunity, you're going to cast and you're guaranteed the men's, and now his kit's fully enabled. So that part of it, I think, is better. I can see the argument, if you're especially if you're running people that call assist and you want him to cast bleeds but I'd rather get the men's to enable the rest of his kit and then if you're running with one other bleeder like a black manta in Siege I ran all these characters so much so I played them endlessly and I played against them endlessly so I think overall it's, it's better when you when you when you face them when you use them in play it feels better he feels more fluid and that debuff immunity, I wish there was a way to make it 100%. Because if he could always have the debuff immunity to start for a turn, he would be a top shelf character. Because when you face against that team and that is procced, it's a pain in the butt to deal with and you forget about it. And you would almost have to have somebody be able to remove those buffs right out of the gate to deal with it. And even the stronger debuff characters that are out there still have to deal with it on turn one before they can start you know, slaughtering you. So it's, I feel like it's a very good ability and when it procs, it's crazy strong. And I don't see a reason why it should only be at 50% personally. So I don't think he'd be overpowered at all with it, but he would be extremely viable character. Mira, I like everything they did to her kit. Like Kage said, yeah, the biggest problem is that her men's proc. And if you're facing Wonder Girl, who's on 95% of teams, your team just got butchered. Uh, it was the one siege match that I about lost my mind during. The, the, when I realized I wasn't, I had no shot at getting world finest. I went into a team myself, four mystics, and I assumed it was a, a four mystic um, team with Aquaman and the three other blue characters that we were seeing before Black Manta started entering the siege. And I clicked the button, play, and when the match loaded, I realized to my dismay that oops, I accidentally attacked the team with Wonder Girl, and all it took was that one AOE and. Mira and popped all the men's and everybody died. So <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. So <clears throat> yeah, I played the match as good as I could, but there's just no way. 
So, uh, well, I mean, I guess on the topic of Mira, I, I personally think that Mira is a workhorse and, uh, she has always been really, really good at what she does, um, before. And I think her rework has really helped her. But the fact that, you know, we're still being plagued with Wonder Girl running amok in all facets of PvP, um, she really can't shine without someone to take care of Wonder Girl before she could start getting like the ball rolling and kind of defeats the purpose if you have to kill one character and then Mira starts basically has to uh like get going when there's only three other characters left to deal with right at that point so it kind of it's the same story for a lot of characters in the game that they're rolling out with and that are currently out there right now but that being said I really like the change to her overall um kit in terms of the abilities that more or less stayed the same, but if you guys noticed, they reduced the cooldowns on a few of them. So I think on her second and her third ability, the cooldowns have been reduced, and that is pretty huge. The fact that you can almost go through two cycles to, of two cycles or every other turn of having her uh, heal immunity on her third, which is a huge heavy damage move. So I really like that, and the fact that you can basically put damage immunity more or less every other turn already at this point so i i really like that change to her kit uh for aquaman um i like hate um i pretty much think that hate hit all the points uh, on the head um when, when he went over his analysis of aquaman and i think that basically the taking the bleeds out of his basics while they were good before it now gives you a guaranteed way to get men's so it didn't really make sense to me that his half his kit was enabled through men's half his kit was enabled through bleeds and part of it was both um, but you didn't have a guaranteed way of getting uh, men's, but you did for bleeds. So now it just kind of rounds things out. That just makes more sense to me. Okay, uh, but otherwise, um, what do you guys think of... Uh, well, how did the siege go for you guys, and what did you think about the changes to siege? Let's start with hate. I really liked... They, they did a lot of great things with siege. The revenge was done. I feel like it was almost perfect, because it still benefited you to do revenge, but it was there was a lot of risk-reward analysis that had to be done with that. And you, you had to decide, you know, is it worth spending the two to try to get all four points? I don't know. I think the revenge was right where it needed to be. It's beneficial. And there may be a little bit of RNG where somebody could get better revenge log than you. But overall, it didn't seem to play into making the difference of if your team was going to beat, C you know, if you were going to be a top player in Siege or not. The <clears throat> only change, the only thing I really didn't like about it was well i know initially the rewards people weren't happy about and i think if you mapped it all out it wasn't quite worth buying the gems every day unless you got in the top 10. so i think if they relook at that maybe add something if they want to keep the legendary essence kind of where it's at so that there isn't just this over over rush of legendary essence they could possibly change it to xp meta agents or rings or some combination of the three to make it you know, financially worth buying every day if you can get high enough. So that part of it, you know, there's a lot of controversy about that. And then also the the gate limit, the thousand gate limit that was low. So many people were upset that they had it. You had to get to a thousand trophies, so you had to buy to get to the thousand trophies. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of discrepancy on that, and then a lot of people were upset because they couldn't beat their boards. Um, you know, some of that I think has merit, but then some of that is, you know, there needs to be incentive to gear your characters, which everything else 
more or less incentivizes you not to gear your characters. So I think they might have went the right direction in pushing people to gear their characters. They want to be able to clear their boards. Well, you got to gear your characters to clear your boards or just don't clear your board. So it's, you know, there's a little bit of controversy on that. I can't speak to it because I don't have low enough characters. Um, I know some people like M4 that have run dual accounts might be able to talk a little better on that. And then uh, the only other thing I really didn't like was that the bonus characters with the exception of Black Manta were all mystic. And the predominantly most frustrating team right now is physical evasion heavy team that the bonus characters can't deal with. So that part was a pain. What I'd like to see in the future is some kind of restricted character list. But instead of doing restricted character lists, because it would be too much like um, the showdowns, which I don't think they would do, make it too much similar to that, would be to do maybe a black character, you know, just black. I think Kage suggested this before where you get you have five bonus tunes or six bonus tunes or whatever, maybe expand that a little more to deal with the meta. Cause their first siege, we had red Robin and I think our gun Deadshot was too. You had two characters that dealt with wonder girl. So it really wasn't an issue as bonus characters, but if they don't want to go that route, you know, always look at the meta and then give you characters to deal with that meta is take the most popular characters, your wonder girl, power girl, Harley Quinn, Magister, and make it negative two points. If you use those That's and they could always, they could do that in cycles of the most popular characters at the time. So that when you go into siege, it's a whole new meta almost. So you have a white list. and so, a white list. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, I think that would, that would shake it up. So you see new teams and that's, that's, that was the appeal to the first siege is that we really saw teams that weren't what you saw every day in race. Uh-huh. So that, I think that would be fun give it a little bit of jazz. Cause even if, you know, the meta shifts, there's always going to be some kind of meta that's predominant in race. And then if siege is kind of that, Hey, something's going to be a little different. It'll shake up the thinking and make it a little more strategic and fun. Right. But overall, I enjoyed siege. I, I love siege. I hope it comes back again. We don't have to wait as long as we did this time, but Coolio. so right. sad to see it wasn't next month. I like the three week schedule too, because it's, so high pressure playing siege especially if you're playing from the top that you kind of want a week off in between and i'm actually happy that they didn't make it the fourth week so that it would roll into christmas right so that it just yeah that was nice before too. it was good timing so uh all right kage how did the siege go for you uh took top 100 it was a lot harder for me to uh maintain top 100 this time because i couldn't sandbag really and i like that uh, I didn't have to put out purposely losing teams just to uh, win a couple more trophies. I had to uh, make some decisions on who to gear, and uh, each match I had to think through. And I got punished for it, obviously. I ranked pretty low in the top 100, but it's all right. I had fun. Uh, I like the changes they made, and I'm comfortable with it Maybe coming out with like you know, every other month or every couple of months. Uh, every month, I think field would like I would feel it be too much. So every other month would be fine. Um, just to give a get a break from that wraith grind. The brainiac wraith right now is I don't know. I I, I just do not like grinding wraith. It just takes a long time. But it's good to mix in siege every now and then just for the paywall character. And uh, really not much what to say on that end, but. Siege was a lot, a lot more fun, I uh, and I think the uh, siege would benefit with more bonus characters. That way, 
you're not seeing more meta teams out there because I think part of the problem too was that not everyone had a Mero geared or Aquaman geared, and so they were running. They opted to use Atrocious Wonder Girl, Batgirl Wonder Girl, just for the guaranteed win because they wanted to win so bad. So yeah. So. For me, when it comes to Siege, well, I placed in the top uh, 300-ish or something like that, or 400-ish, I can't remember. I basically really didn't go very hard on Siege at all. I didn't buy any of the refreshes, and um, I just basically played teams that were good, and from time to time, I'd slot in Mira and Aquaman if I could afford to without having to lose too many points, um, and if it would you know help benefit it. But the thing that I did like the most about Siege was they made um, revenging less beneficial because they made it more uh, less cost effective by increasing the cost to two rather than one. Um, and but personally, I thought that they could have done more to if they want to keep revenge as an aspect of it uh, of of the Siege. They could have done more to sort of take it, make it less appealing. It still had an appeal if you were able to run say two or more bonus characters at any one time because that would still net you more points per energy than say a a regular battle with no bonus characters right so there there is a sort Maybe of you also have to keep in mind the loss the negative three that you get from the loss too that's true so but that made it worse than i realized once mm-hmm. i started worrying is because uh, the person the top two people with sheriff lobo and lucas and i ended up at number three i believe um originally i started clearing my board or wasn't clearing my board and was refreshing and just using the easiest bonus tombs i could so i could revenge more and i kept falling behind and couldn't figure out why and it's because you can't always use more than two bonus tunes to revenge especially when they're the harder teams so i ended up i think it ended up being about as good as you could have hoped for without them just eliminating revenge altogether um and that's the other thing i was hoping that they would do is make the board clear worth more than five points because it really didn't make sense if you saw a batgirl team with wonder girl and harley quinn magister there was no incentive to beating that team because you run the risk of losing a character too high and you couldn't use any bonus characters in that match at all so you had to just refresh your board and it was more cost effective to do it that way. I'd rather the board clear be worth more so that I would be willing to take the risk of taking on that Batgirl team. That's right. So I was about to say the same thing. So they need to make put more incentives in place for uh, to, to make you want to do the main part of the battling, right? Without having to go through loopholes to find, you know, backdoor ways to getting more points in a sort of semi cost effective way. But um, personally, otherwise, um, it was a good it was a good event. It was timed well in terms of three weeks instead of four. Um, the, the debate, uh, the controversy behind the legendary essence reward, I hate was saying um, they could have they could have mitigated that with other stuff. They could have added in more um, more items, more um, gear, things like that to give away um, things that we need, resources that we need, or just simply just take the previous format how it rewarded. Uh, for a four-week um, event, scale it back for three weeks. Um, but that being said, um, we might have been super spoiled with the first event because we got a ton of legendary essence the first time around. And you know, maybe they thought, okay, maybe this was a bit too much. We need to s- scale it back. It's really tough to do that, especially from a business and marketing point of view, because it's like giving 
a kid a very shiny new toy and then actually actually this is not yours i'm gonna take it away i'm gonna give you this rusty old one instead <laughs> so uh you know I'm, well, at least you're getting a toy yeah at least you're getting a toy right but you you're still, <laughs> you have to look at the silver lining right the silver lining is at least you're getting this stuff that you didn't have before so that being said i'm still happy that you know they rewarded things the way they did they could have done it better maybe, but, you know, this is their second time around. Maybe the third time will be, you know, the, 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 the masterpiece, the coup de grace, the, the one thing that brings it all together with the right timing, with the right prizes, the right siege, uh, sort of elements, revenging, um, bonus lists and so on and so forth. So hopefully by the next time it comes around, uh, it'll be nicely tuned for us. Alrighty. So, um, I guess let's move on from there. Uh, at the end of, uh, the end of December, well, now, uh, a couple, a couple of days ago, about a week ago, f- uh, from now, uh, we already, we had, we already had the silhouettes and the previews for January's character being, uh, Wally West, Flash, and Arsenal, um, also known as, uh, Red Arrow or Speedy. So, uh, and also we know that the reworks are going to be, uh, a Assault Wars, uh, Warsuit Lex Luthor and, uh, Castaway Green Arrow, which are already live in the game at the moment. So a lot of people have been testing them out. So before we get into the new characters, I guess we'll start off with the characters we know already with the reworks. And I'll let Hate talk about the reworks since, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> he has a lot to say. Yeah, I'll start with the shorter one, which is Castaway Green Arrow, who was already a solid character. But now I have to say he's significant. I would say significantly, but fairly better. And he didn't really need the rework, but he's he's definitely a good rework. And he's a super strong character. I've been playing with him actually a little bit more, um, given Salt Wars Lex a little bit of a rest while I mess with Castaway. And the extra purging, the guaranteed invisibility off his initial attacks, just the the little things that they added to him makes him super solid and he really fits well into this meta um you can run him with lots of different teams you can get that turn meter down early and then start purging buffs and he does he does exactly what you would what he did before he just does it slightly better than he did so not a whole lot to say about him except he's if you most a lot of people already had him geared if you hadn't before he's definitely worth it and he will he has a place in this meta and does and it does a lot of things well, <clears throat> and the buff purging, you can do a ton of it. I, I don't like facing him, and I feared facing him in Siege when he was reworked and showed up right towards the end there. Yep. Especially with the AI getting double shots nonstop, <laughs> kind of brought back some dark memories of an old meta. <laughs> PTSD sitting in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the character I'm most impressed with, though, and rework-wise, is Assault Warsuit Lex. I absolutely love him, and I've been playing with him. I played with him so much after his rework. Um, the th- reason I like him so much is that, and granted, he is slow, and that's his downfall, and he, he, it's tough to work. If you have if you don't have him on a Brainiac team because he's so slow, sometimes he's in. You know, I know a few of my alliance mates. They just didn't see what I was seeing in them. Um, and I think part of that has to do is they may not have been running them with Brainiac teams because you really need that extra 15% turn meter to get a turn early. But how he, he can take some hits. I mean, Power Girl cannot just nuke him down like she does every other physical. So he can, he can definitely survive quite a few hits. 
and stay above 50% life. Because the key is if once he falls below 50% life, he gets to be pretty much useless. But if you keep him over 50% life, his basic does so much damage. So the I finally found that a really annoying, and if you've seen the YouTube video I posted, the Batgirl YouTube or Batgirl, Carly Quinn, Donna Troy, Wonder Girl team that is almost impossible to three star prior to Assault Warsuit Lex showing up. Now you can run DOJ, strip all the evasions, run World's Greatest Detective or Wonder Girl to strip the remaining um, crit immunity buff that Batgirl procs when DOJ inevitably misses. And then on your next turn, Assault Warsuit Lex can one shot Wonder Girl. And that's that's the key. If you can get Assault, War- Assault World who's sex to attack her without a crit immunity, Almost every mystic dies. The only one that kind of can survive sometimes is Etrigan if he's overhealed. Yep. Everyone else is one-shotted. Yeah. His uh, his deep his buff buff removal is really good. His um, damage immunity is great, and we were wrong. It's still two turns. Uh, I blame Doombox. He thought it was one turn. Instead, I said I'd done some research, but <clears throat> I'll blame him. And then uh, his AOE. Granted, on four turns. It takes forever, and you rarely get to use it. But when you do get to use it, it does a ton of damage. Yeah. But only if he's above health. Yeah, only if he's above fifty percent health. But it's easy to keep him above fifty percent health. So. Yeah, and if you play if you play him with like shielders too, you give him that extra buff or the extra you know cushion too. So it's always a good thing to. Well, and that's where he fits with Brainiac so well because Brainiac gives him that extra shield. Mm-hmm. So that even if he takes. You know, a double shot from Power Girl. He's still above fifty percent health nine times out of ten. Yeah. Uh, one thing to note about um, Assault Warsuit Lex Luthor um, that may not be apparent <laughs> to some at first glance is that his gear set was changed too. So he used to be a mixed tank, and now he's a full-on physical tank, which is why he has more HP and he can take hits better. And also the fact that he's a a tank gear set, it means that his crit rate is low, but his crit damage is really high. And the fact that you have 100% uh, guaranteed crit on his basic um, in, on his legendary makes it that much more potent. So that's really the reasoning behind that that gear change. And you'll notice if you face him, he's not scary at all. That's because the AI is dumb. <laughs> doesn't use his basic. Really casts everything else before his basic and a lot of times he's below 50% health at that point. Yeah. So he's not a scary character to face, and he's not going to get you defensive wins. But honestly, who cares about defensive wins? So yeah, which is another problem <laughs> we'll talk about. Uh, I don't know. I'm in siege. I mean, I'm a, I'm playing for World's Finals right now, and I went to bed at like 3 a.m. Woke up, and I just bled out 100 trophies because of defense. I'm like checking my defense log. You were attacked a minute ago. Attacked a minute ago. Attacked a minute ago. I'm like, what? Yeah, that can be annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. I think the I think both reworks were great. I'm in the process of gearing Lex right now because of your advertisements. But I gotta say, running that uh, Brainiac DOJ uh, here's a WG WGD or Wonder Girl, it's still pretty RNG to run that anyway. Just because uh, Harley can have that one evasion, and you can still miss that one evasion running your purge it is so annoying i did have that happen to me this morning actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah you missed that purge and you're like all right i guess i gotta stun a crit immune harley now instead of batgirl messes your whole day up but 
it's it's a good team. Harley's AI's RNG's. Yeah, <sighs> I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, for those two guys, I'm uh, I'm actually not that interested in Castaway Green Arrow mainly before mainly because like I, I've sort of like fallen off the whole physical train. I'm not really interested in physical characters, but Assault War Warsuit Lex Luthor has me thinking that maybe uh, I should sort of uh, rethink my whole thing stance on only special characters. He's one of those characters that makes me feel like his kit is so well-rounded. It has so much stuff going for it, and it has so much synergy. It's just built right in, and you don't have to work to enable it. It's, it's just there. So I think that's what we need to see for more reworks. Like, that's a rework caliber. Uh, like, it's not on the caliber of, like, let's say, Bane or... Um, I, I can't. Nothing. POT. Or POT, sure. Nothing really stands uh, on the same caliber as those characters right now, but uh, he, he, his kit got like improved in a way that makes him so useful in so many different ways, and you don't have to try for it. And he's a character that's been readily available for a, a long time for a lot of older players. And even for newer players, he's going to be, a, uh, I, I'm assuming he's going to be a little bit more accessible soon, too. So, um, yeah, definitely really good path that they're going down, and I hope I see we see more reworks for utility style characters like him. So, um, but what do you guys think about the new characters? Now we don't know too much about it other than what we've seen on paper, but for uh, Wally West, Flash, and for Arsenal, um, Kage, what do you think? Uh, evasion teams are going to have a boom, I think, because they need. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think they're gonna be a little bit tougher. We'll see. I'm I'm excited for them anyway, just because I like Teen Titans. Yeah. But they're gonna be. I imagine Wally's gonna be scary to face because he's giving all that awareness to his team. So you inevitably need to run Wonder Girl because he's giving a lot of buffs to his team. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'd rather not have to use Wonder Girl every match, but that's the reality of it. Uh, Roy Harper, he seems like an, he like an interesting kit. I can't imagine him hitting very hard. So for any DPS head out there, uh, I don't think he's going to be your guy. But he's a solid control character. Because, I mean, he's got int down and uh, strength down, which is actually really good. Because you can help, you can stop a lot of characters using those buffs. Like, you're not seeing a lot of one-shots if he manages to proc that passive. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited. Hey, what do you think about the new guys? Uh, the same line as Kage. I just, I really think we're gonna see. I don't. I'm, I'm very worried that Wally's going to fit into the Batgirl evasion team so well. Like, I, I, I almost think he's gonna make that team nearly. Uh, he could. He potentially could break that team. Yeah. Where I, I almost think he might be able to dump Harley Quinn, Magister, and run down a Troy instead. Because you get the extra evasions and potentially really stack it up. Where make Wonder Girl like near impossible to kill. Um, I could be wrong. It's you, you never know what looks like on paper and plays in reality. Often different, but or you might even be able to say. I think I do. I am excited for some fun evasion teams because I really think you could make a, a scary um, Black Canary, Scarecrow, or something like that. Well, Black Canary, Batman Beyond, Roy Harper, and Wally West. Sure. I think you can make a scary team with that because since Wally's the fastest, the new fastest character in the game, he's always going to go first. And there's going to be 
going to be a lot of interesting things you can do. Can we talk about how, how sad it is for Flash in this game? <laughs> have a, let's have a minute. For, I, a minute he, I can't believe he hasn't been reworked yet. Flash, if... I think Wally... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I think Wally's kit... I mean, it's like the devs peaked at the forums and like... We we have been asking for Flash and evasions for a long time. And then they looked at that kit and they're like, they're like all right, we're going to give this to Wally. The Flash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a Flash, so it counts, right? So, but uh, I think yeah. if they ever to rework the Barry Allen Flash, that uh, they have to make his kit faster. Like he has to be the fastest man alive. His subtitle is the fastest man alive. So, you know. Well, and I think I think they could easily give him can't miss because you would assume that the Flash wouldn't miss. Yeah. So, I would love to see a can't miss Flash that's running around yeah. wiping out all these evasion teams. Yeah. Like that's the thing about. Um, the, the current situation that we're in, like, I think evasion has its place and it shouldn't be, um, like neutered per se. Like, I know that Steppenwolf was a good way of answering that team, but now you have a way to answer Steppenwolf. We need other ways to answer that team or we need, we need to take away ways that answers the answer to the team, you know? So, uh, I mean, I guess on that note, uh, let's move on to the next, the next topic, which is, uh, basically Kage's straw poll on how we should readjust Wonder Girl, and if it, if it's time for her wings to be clipped yet or not. So, um, Kage, do you want to sort of go over what you posted on Reddit a while ago? Yeah, so my I posted a, re- a poll on Reddit and on the CC. Uh, I wanted to gauge what the audience thought of uh, Wonder Girl right now. Um, there's no doubt we've talked about her ad nauseum for the past several months, and I was initially on the camp of, hey, don't nerf characters. She needs to be viable. Uh, six months later, I think it was July when she was released. So we're entering January now. And she's still super viable. I think she's a little too viable. And I wanted to gauge what the community thought about her. And I wanted to list a bunch of options what they thought should be, what should be done. I let them vote um, for um, several different options, but they could only vote for once. Uh, so I wanted to see what 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 the community wanted to see changed her because I think uh, I think the devs read what what the community posts, and I wanted to catch their attention with this post, and I wanted to at least help the developers uh, with their decision on what to do because I think they are hesitant to nerf or rebalance characters because of uh, community feedback and a lot of backlash. So I wanted to see what the backlash would, how, how hard the backlash would be. And surprisingly enough, there's like 9% of, um, of the audience wanted her to stay the way she is and an overwhelming majority. They just want the conditional damage on the AOE to be removed. Um, the conditional damage was like uh, increase the damage of the whip if uh, if you have one or more buffs or two or more buffs. I can't remember what it is, mm-hmm. but I think if you took that out and have her or just do the regular damage on the AOE, I think she'd be fine, and a lot of people wouldn't be complaining as hard because mm-hmm. hitting Doomsday for thirty k passively <laughs> that kind of hurts. Yeah, and I think I think that's a little too viable of a skill. So I wanted to run that. I think I'll be I think I'll be running a 
a running a second a second pull just to compare if people want the conditional damage removed convert that passive into a leadership or don't touch that at all see what the audience thought yeah i was gonna say we we, we forgot to put that in the first time around to the leadership option and we, we didn't actually think we actually didn't think about it at all when we were brainstorming but um yeah I'm of the camp that she needs to be readjusted. I mean, I've been saying this since more or less day one, and I was just counting down the days until uh, it was going to happen. I guess I lost the uh, the sort of bet that we had between Ogre Doom and I of uh, the over under, and I was I put it at uh, the holiday season, and here we are, and she's not reworked yet, so or not readjusted yet. So, but uh, hopefully, maybe January, February bring something for us in that uh, in that lane. So, hey, what do you think about that whole topic? Well, you know my opinions on Wonder Girl. And it's funny because there's there's such a big, well, not a big, but there's a very vocal minority that is of the no nerf ever crowd, which I still think is kind of a foolish mindset because if a character comes out that's so much more dominant than all the others, and granted Wonder Girl isn't insanely overpowered like the Baby Lobo <clears throat> Deathstroke combo was that allowed you to beat teams that were so out of your league that it wasn't even funny, but I still think it's bad for the game when you have a character that makes it so that if they take the stance of never nerf anything and then they have to relief counters that are so much more powerful that it makes all the other characters so much less viable. It's just it's a bad domino effect and it actually hurts. I would say, you know, a lot of the people that are of the no nerf crowd are probably she's one of their they, you know, they probably have a smaller roster and she's one of their strongest characters and they rely on her to beat matches. But in the long run, it's going to hurt them because they're going to have to gear these new super character counters that come out that make her not viable at all. So it's, you know, it's going to be a, a balancing act where I don't think it's going to work out well. I, <clears throat> whoever made that suggestion for her passive to become a leader, I think is the best solution personally, because that way you don't have to touch your kid at all. People that have a small roster won't be impacted nearly as much because they could still run her as a leader and run Etrigan, Harlequin, Magister, and Power Girl or whoever they have and still be able to muscle through matches pretty well. But it makes Wonder Girl not be able to hide behind the Batgirl teams and the Evasion team that frustrate players more because they just the RNG is so annoying and you can't run any other comps. So I feel like that's the best solution without having to really nerf her. It's just a subtle change that I think will have a great impact on the game. If they decide not to go <clears throat> with the nerf crowd at all, I've been stewing on for a long time what a good counter character would be that wouldn't be so dominant that it would just destroy every other mystic character. And I think this might help with all the buff purging characters that have been coming out lately anyway, is have a character, and I was thinking Batman CC rework would be perfect for it, and have an ability called Trap. And it's basically a buff that you put on your character, but when it's purged, that buff does damage or bleeds or actually i don't like bleeds because bleeds don't happen fast enough i think just sheer just pure damage right away i thought about doing stuns but then i'm like well she can just self-purge stuns off herself so that doesn't matter anyway but i think if it just did damage i think it's one of those abilities that could be an active skill so that even if it purges passively it would it would still affect the person because there's a few abilities that do that and even if it doesn't fit the passive doing passive i still think it should should be one of those exceptions to the rule so if she, so then she's a liability. Death abilities, <clears throat> right? So then, then she could potentially be a liability on your team because I was thinking future characters or legendary upgrades is you spread that trap across your whole team, Ooh. or you do damage. It does like you have a legendary upgrade that 
when buff buff is purged instead of just doing damage to wonder girl it does damage to your whole team so yeah. now she's a liability you if you're facing that where basically if the buff disappears from the character meaning if the character dies too it'll still trigger so yeah i mean that's there's a lot of things you could do with that and i think you could release future characters with the abilities that kind of play on well, that well we kind of do already have that ability we have penguin and joker Seapok who can do that right. it just doesn't do a lot of damage yeah. right well it's only when they die though this is would be if the buffs purged right right so if they're still alive so you're running down detroit and your team all your awareness just gets stripped but that buff just got purged now it does damage to her and you could have like a stack of them so that you know, if you have three of them and three of them could be enough to kill her automatically you know, so you really have to be careful it would be really funny if you had that character on your team um, <laughs> on your team with Donna Troy, and she purges that move to turn it into an awareness and she hits herself. That- <laughs> well, yeah, and that was, there could be some interesting little interactions with that. Um, so you may not want to run down a Troy with her. Or then if you do, um, I was thinking of character concept, you know, I want to see talent in the game for our Court of Owls push. And I thought that a cool ability would be if, if Buff is purged not only will it do the damage, the trap does the damage to Wonder Girl, but it also spread bleeds across the whole enemy team. It's flavorful too. Yeah, it fits with this uh, with the type of character he is, like an assassin, right? So that's cool. Yes, yeah, so I just thought that would be it'd be a really cool idea that would make it so that you know other characters, you know, all the other mystics, because otherwise people are like, oh, you need somebody who has awareness or not awareness, um, true sight and cr- uh, automatic crit on turn one. It's like, yeah, well, now every mystic is instantly <laughs> dead. We're we're getting way off topic here. Let's wrap things up there with that. But anyway, I'm gonna post a big Reddit post about this because uh, I want to push this idea hard. So, sure. Uh, so check out uh, or keep an eye out on Reddit uh, for hate posts when that goes up, guys. So um, I guess let's wrap up the topics with uh, the one thing that uh, are on a lot of people's minds, especially those who have recently seen Aquaman. So what do you guys think about Aquaman? Uh, let's go with uh, Kage first, and then Hayden and me. I loved it. Uh, it's really over the top. The characters are really cartoony. I mean, Orm was just like, he's just got this bravado to him. He's posing, his, he's got his arms wide. He's, he's got that arch villainous to him or villain thing going on. He's like, rah, rah, look at me. And it's really anime. You know, if you, you grew up watching anime and this is how characters behave. And I liked it. It was fun. I think it's a flawed script. I think uh, several things were rushed, but that's DC for you. What do you expect? Uh, that's not an excuse, but I think it's a solid B movie. I got to say, though, with Mera being so badass that she is in the movie, I wish we had that version in her game. Um, but now every time I kill Mera in the game, I'm like, uh, I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about the uh, Aquaman? Kind of along the same lines as Kage. I did not like the movie really at all. And I was in the theater waiting for it to end because it kind of felt like it just kept going. I don't like long movies for starters. Any movie that's really long, I struggle with. Like I, once it gets past that one and a half hour point, I'm like, we got to we got to wrap this up. Um, I don't, the things, the parts I didn't, I mean, overall, it wasn't a bad movie. It's just there were lots of parts where it seemed like every 10 minutes they were playing this dramatic m- music, like, you know, they just saved the world. And then somebody was doing some kind of like pose or something ridiculous. And I'm like, guys, 
I was like, he just like walked across the street. We don't, we don't need to celebrate that. And it was, I mean, it was along those lines. Some of the script was a little hokey. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but, and then I, I'm kind of tired and a lot of movies do this, but I'm really over it. These giant obscene fight scenes, like nations battling nations, which I'm okay with them doing that. But then you have characters that are like, just kind of running through the middle of all of it without, you know, worry. And there's like, it, it does, it felt a little cartoony. It was a little over the top. It was not for me. I didn't feel like it was anywhere near Wonder Woman, the movie's quality, which was the one DC movie that really just knocked it out of the park. Justice League was pretty good too. In my opinion, it wasn't fantastic like Wonder Woman, but it was, it was good. This one I felt like took a big step, the wrong direction. Um, but I will agree that Mira, Oh gosh, she needs to be in this game. Yeah. Now, um, I was reading something that uh, an alliance mate of mine, uh, Mr. Scotty Mack, was saying about the movie, and I agreed with him completely. Like, I think the runaway character in this movie had to be Nicole Kidman's Atlanta. Atlanta was great. She she was well-casted, well-played, and it was well-put. But they they sort of... Um, this is not really her fault. This is sort of the, the script's fault, I guess. It, they, they played too much into the romance between her and uh, Arthur's father. And that took up way too much of the like the screen time, I think. But her her part in that was good, though I think. Um, but when it comes to uh, Mira, I think Mira they really showed how her, the difference between her and Aquaman and Orm. How she's sort of like this sort of uh, mystical uh, spellcaster type of uh, being, where the others are more of these brawlers. These they're up up close and personal fighters, right? So it gives you this feeling of. I don't know, like like a World of Warcraft type of thing, where she's like the mage in the background and she's controlling everything. So, um, all right. So, uh, what else I was going to say about the movie? Oh, the one thing that reminded me a bit of the Justice League movie that I didn't like in that part either was when Aquaman finally gets. Uh, you see this in the trailer, so this is not really much of a spoiler, anyways. When he finally gets his trident and his suit. You don't see that happening. You just see him get the trident, and then suddenly he appears with the suit, right? Like they could have built that up more. They could have built like oh, he like the suit like comes piecing onto him or something, or he finds the suit and puts it on, right? It's the same thing with Superman. Well, they they showed it. They, sh- they showed it once he took the trident. The the clothes just kind of magically came onto him. Oh, okay. So I actually didn't really. Know. Yeah, they did show that. Okay, I didn't, I didn't notice that. <clears throat> I didn't need them to build that up anymore. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of like the Superman scene where he just shows up after in just in the Justice League with his suit, and he's like, "You didn't have to go get your suit and figure it out. That you know, you just came back from the dead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was one of those things." But anyways, um, I was surprised though. I made my in laws go to see that just because we were looking for something to do, and I really wanted to see the movie. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. Yeah. So people. It's a very mixed crowd. It's either you really didn't like it or you loved it. It was didn't feel like there was a lot of in between. I think that they did justice to it in terms of the the way that they're trying to target certain audiences, right? And I think that they did it like they they balanced it just right. Some movies they cater towards the like non comic book fans, and then the others kind of care too much to the comic book fans that the the people who are not in the know won't know what's going on, right? So they balance it quite well, I think, and you could see that where they put all their money and it was in the special effects and all the the the, the, the the scenes and all that stuff that they were creating, right? Like James Wan is a visionary in terms of what he's putting out there, right? All the stuff that was in his head came out onto the screen. 
The problem is he didn't write the script. <laughs> that was the biggest problem. So, um, all right. So overall, uh, I guess we'll wrap things up there with the topics. We'll get into one question that we have from uh, our patron, uh, Ventus One, and he breaks this into a couple of questions, and uh, I'll just read it all at once, and I'll let you guys uh, answer it um, as you as you will. He says, "Hey guys, uh, first of all, how on earth are you going to answer love? Is there really an answer to love?" <laughs> Secondly, uh, thanks for keeping up the good work. Uh, my question actually is, how was your Christmas vacation? And uh, was the month of December a good month regarding DCL, DC, etc.? And lastly, what are your New Year's resolutions? So this is quite a, you know, a bit, a bit, sort of a mixed bag. So, um, hey, you want to answer these questions? <laughs> well, um, December, I felt like it was a pretty good month in DCL overall. You know, I enjoyed the siege. You know, just for me personally, I had a good time. The 12 days of Christmas, which we didn't mention, I feel like the last couple of days, they really did a good job. Those pretty good stuff. Um, first couple of days left a suspect, but I think that we kind of need to expect that next year. Um, the biggest thing with DCL is not releasing any new content or announcing they're releasing any new content, which we feel like something significant is probably very soon, but their idea soon and our idea soon is a little different. So I think, you know, first quarter of next year, I have a feeling we'll, we'll likely see something, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, I think it's a lot of people worried and potentially leaving. We've seen a, a lot of big names kind of dipping off here lately. But hopefully they say something in January, February at the latest. And then uh, me personally, for the end of this year, this year came out, ended pretty good. Um, we have a lot of family at our house, so I'm ready for the holidays to be over, but it's <laughs> <laughs> gotten into my DCL time. But, um, other than that, going good. All right. Any new year's resolutions? Um, uh, it's cliche to say exercise, you know, <laughs> but I definitely need to do a little more of that. I started running again the last several months and kind of fell off the yeah, last couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably not gonna happen either. I've kind of given up on that. <laughs> and then <I'll, laughs> uh, I have some major projects on my property that I'm okay. Told myself I was gonna start doing, and I actually completed one last week. So, that's good. Cool. Kage, how about you? How's your holidays going with DCL and all that? Uh, December is really cool. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Aquaman more than I should have, I guess, or more than I was expecting to. Uh, characters are fun. Game's been fun for me. I'm not feeling burned out yet, um, but I do agree that I hope they come out with something soon. I suspect that whenever they told Ogre, um, they got held up pretty badly. I think Siege might have had to done with, do with it, but that's just I don't know. I'm just throwing out the speculation here. It could be a million things. It could be an executive telling them, "Hey, don't do that. That's going to cost us money." Who knows? Um, but I'm hoping whatever they have cooking comes out soon, just for the sake of the player base. And uh, as far as New Year's resolution goes, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I've been spending, I mean, a hundred bucks a month on the game. I think I'm gonna scale back on that and just buy the paywall character if I really need it. I'm at a point in my roster now that I don't need to have every character, so uh, I think I'm gonna. Try and figure out how to re- manage my resources better 
But overall, that's probably what my resolutions are, just spend a little less here and spend a little more here. Cool. Uh, for me, uh, the month of December has been fun. I, I, don't, I haven't really felt the burn. Like I know people have been being burning out and people quitting left and right uh, pretty much about two or three months ago when all this started really happening on Reddit and other forums and so on. But me personally, I'm still in it. I still like the, uh, the grind every day, even though it's sort of a lot of the same old, same old. That's sort of what I like. So uh, I'm still in it. Um, in terms of Aquaman month, I really liked all the new characters. I liked the new fixes to the changes to Mira. Mira was a character I was already considering getting a gear 11. So I did this month and the movie was great. Um, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a lot. It was over the top. It was a bit long. I agree with hate me on that, but you know, it's sort of one of the things that I like. Um, and I hope to see, you know, good things from Shazam next month or next year too. Um, in terms of my Christmas vacation, uh, we don't really celebrate celebrate Christmas in Japan. It's a uh, it's more of sort of like a um, a Hallmark type of holiday here. It's like basically a second Valentine's Day where couples spend uh, Christmas Eve together, but that's about it. And um, you know, I just spent time with my wife. I uh, had Christmas dinner with her, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, and New Year's is more of a Japanese tradition here, so uh, New Year's is going to be a lot of Drinking and partying. <laughs> so, um, in terms of New Year's resolutions, um, I think, uh, well, I, I don't really spend too much on the game as it is. I don't really spend, expect to change that in the future. I hope to be more frugal with the resources that I already have and to, to sort of stretch it even more if I can and sort of bring that uh, to you guys in terms of uh, content to show you guys how to do the same for those of you who are sort of in the same boat. Um, but in terms of WRL broadcast, we hope that we'll be putting out more quality uh, content for you guys on a more regular basis and a more consistent basis, the reasonable quality level um, and each time that they're put out. So, you know, uh, that's me speaking for the team. But um, do you guys have any other things to say for WRL broadcasts? Stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing we, I forgot to mention was we do want to give a good congratulations to Sheriff Lobo for taking number one spot in Siege and also um, give uh, Lucas or LU9AS um, some props. He definitely uh, had everybody sweating for a while. We thought he was going to take it, but <laughs> Sheriff was able to pass him. So I thought that was a. Uh, I thought there was a point where it was a, it was mathematically almost impossible to, to to catch Lucas from the way things were going, but uh, maybe you know, well, you know, I thought the same thing too. But it's easy to make a mistake and then overcorrect. And I think what happened, and this is just speculation, but it looked like there was a couple day period where because I thought I was going to be able to take number one for a short period, even after making a mistake early on, and then Sheriff Lobo <clears throat> had just kind of a flawless two week period where he was able to. Use heavy bonus characters, but one thing I learned early was that it made more sense to try to clear your board instead of refreshing more and use less bonus characters. And I think Lucas kind of started that at the beginning. And I think he dropped a match or two, or maybe he couldn't lock in. You know, I don't know. This is speculation. But and then I noticed his, I think my personal opinion is I think he lost a couple because I was monitoring what teams he was using to try to figure out how to catch up to him. And he uh, seemed like he started using a lot safer teams, or maybe he got crappier boards, one or the other. And he was using less and less bonus tunes, and then that was where Sheriff Lobo caught him and then built a lead over him. Cool. Well, congrats to Sheriff Lobo. 
again. And yeah, um, all right. So I mean, I guess we'll wrap up the show there. At the end of the show, uh, I'd like to give a thanks to all our patrons uh, that support the show and help keeping us going. Uh, for any of you guys who uh, aren't already uh, in the know, you guys can check out our new Patreon page at patreon.com slash WROL broadcasts. Uh, we have a list of new tiers there from $1 all the way up to 200 or 500 I can't remember. And you get a, a bunch of different rewards at each tier. And currently, our first goal is set at $50. So we're just under the $50 mark. Um, we'll, we already have a website. Uh, in the works and sort of building on it with um, the DCL uh, Legends Mobiles team that uh, the fan site that they created. We're working with them on that already. But in addition to that, if we get to the $50 goal, we'll also unlock um, ringtones, which will have custom um, ringtones made for certain tier levels. So they'll be rewarded out to our patrons at, at, at those tier levels. So uh, if you guys can help us push to that $50 goal, we'll get that out to you guys um, the sooner, sooner rather than later. Um, and then also a special thanks to our, to JLR's own Dead Fiesta for helping us with all the awesome graphic work that he did for the podcast and the various pages that we have up. Uh, and you guys should really definitely go check out, his, check him out via the link that we have on our Patreon page. You can check out his uh, portfolio. If you're interested in his work, you guys can see it all there. But yeah, really, if you guys, if you guys like that cover art, that was him that made that. So. Yeah, can't really say anything else. It was awesome what he did. Um, yeah. Yeah, props to him. Yeah. Any last words? Yeah, thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. So I guess with that, we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up there then. Have a good all day, right. guys. See you later. All right. Take care, all. See ya. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of WROL Broadcasts. A subsidiary of the Oddsman and We Are Legends. To view additional content and support the show, please go to patreon.com slash WROL Broadcasts.